Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This December, we again wanted to practice what we preach and have some white space in our lead-ups to Christmas. We decided to showcase some of the podcasts we have been guests on over the last few years. Back in 2017, we recorded five episodes around Christmas themes. Episodes on Christmas schedules, decorations, gifts and wrapping, Christmas functions and Christmas holidays. And we repeated them again last year. So if you are wanting some tips and tricks all around the Christmas season, go back and have a listen to episodes 22 through to 26. And we'll link to them in the show notes. This week, we are sharing the Ambitious Entrepreneur podcast and Amy's conversation with Anne-Marie Cross. Amy shares about our work with individuals and also about creating podcasts. That's a really interesting listen. As this episode was recorded earlier this year, we just wanted to remind you all that we have now joined everything together under The Art of Decluttering. So you'll find us at The Art of Decluttering everywhere, Facebook, Instagram, and the web. If you want to give us a Christmas present this year, then we would love you to leave a review in your podcast app or on our Facebook page. We hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to the show, Amy. Thank you, Anna Marie. Lovely to be here. Now, to give people a bit of context, I've already mentioned that uh, you've got a, a co-hosted podcast, The Art of Decluttering, but let's give them some context about your business so that they can get an idea of what you do. So your business, share with us. What is it and, and what are you passionate about? I've just walked in from a client um, job. We were decluttering in a kitchen and pantry. So that's a real passion of mine is actually to physically do the job with clients, wow. really, because people are so time poor and need direction in that way. Yes, I love that. And I'm sure you are kept very busy because it's one of those things. And when you do it with someone else, like you're chatting and, and especially someone who's an expert in it, it goes a lot quicker and we become a lot more intentional because it's one of those things, oh, 
I may need that one day when it's actual fact, do you really need it? No, not really. And, and then off it goes. So, yeah. I, And that's I the beauty that. of the coaching side of the business is I don't set aside and have coaching sessions with clients independent of the decluttering, yes. but it's a really big part of the day-to-day -day sessions is really helping people ask good questions and set a vision for their home so that what we're doing is actually aligning with where they want to be. Yeah. And so when you've worked with someone and you've helped them declutter, what are some of the outcomes that they start to to see in their lives? Uh, the outcomes are almost instantaneous in an area. So today, for instance, we were decluttering the pantry in particular, and all of a sudden they were thinking, oh, we could totally make our own muesli. Why don't we have a curry for dinner tonight? So yeah. in a pantry situation, they're actually increasing their creativity of what they can cook, what they can eat. Um, people often save money after we're done decluttering because they realise today, for example, oh, we have like seven packets of noodles. We actually don't need that many. No. And so rather than going and rebuying things, you're actually using what you have, which is great for the environment, but also great for your hip pocket. Yes. And one of the things that I love the most about decluttering is that it brings a real freedom. Mm. So there's that kind of space that you create and space for the important things in life. And when you look at a decluttered space, you kind of <sighs> yes. Like it just feels good and that feeling can really change your relationships, it can change your work life, it can change your mental health. The, the benefits of decluttering are really so holistic, mm -hmm. um, which is one of the reasons I love it so yes. much. And then, of course, you've written a book and you've got a co-hosted podcast. So what came first, the book or the podcast? The book came first. So I wrote my book in 2016 absolutely loved it and it was a real game changer for me to be able to put myself out there as an expert and I suppose put down in writing the things that were in my brain that yes. I could reach more than just you know within an hour's drive of me of where I could service you know I can reach the whole world yeah. with that message yes and then the following year so 2017 um Kirsty Fruger and I started the Art of Decluttering podcast and that has been the best yes. that is so much fun yeah it's great when you're able to do a co-hosted podcast and I'm going to talk to you and ask you some insights in that particularly for people who are thinking about co-hosting because it takes a special group of people to be able to bounce ideas off one another and um get the best out of each other. So we'll talk about that in, in a moment. Would there be anything different that you would do? Because if someone's listening today and thinking, you know what, I want to build that thought leadership. I'm as passionate about my topic as Amy is about hers and decluttering and helping people get that freedom that they're, they're seeking. I need to write a book and I need, and I want to also establish a podcast. What would you suggest they do first? One or the other, or do you, do you mm. think it doesn't really matter? So well, I haven't done it the opposite way. So yeah. But the way that I've done it, I found fantastic because I, it was like putting my feelers out there. And writing a book for me is I'm quite creative. Um, I enjoy writing, and I had all the information there. And it wasn't a topic I had to go and do a lot of research on because I, I know my industry. I know it well. So I could write a book. I wrote my book in just nine days. Wow. So that is unusual. I do have to admit, I'm a fairly when I get. Um, when I decide to do something, mm -hmm. I kind of just do it. Yeah. But for me, it was great because that was a project. So once I'd written my book and obviously you get it through your publisher and your editing and all that kind of thing, it was there ready to go. Whereas a podcast is a much longer term commitment. Mm. So I found for me, writing the book first was great because it, I had a physical product that I could give people. 
So every client I work with gets a copy of my book and obviously I sell them online and, <clears throat> excuse me, lots of people buy them that way. Yep. Whereas a podcast to start off with is certainly not a money-making adventure, mm. um, but it is such an ongoing commitment if you want to do something like Kirstie and I are doing, which is a weekly podcast. Mm. So sometimes it's good to know are people even interested in hearing about this? So me writing a book was a great way to go, yes, they're very interested and they want more. Yes. And I think what you are saying with the book that you've written, and this is where I see a lot of people maybe missing the mark a little bit when they're thinking about writing a book or they do author a book. Your book was on your area of expertise. So it directly yes. relates to the service that you provide. So whilst people will read your book and think that's fantastic, they may make some changes in their own life, but really not be where they want to be and they think, you yeah. know what, I loved uh, Amy's content so much. I love what she stands for. I'm going to reach out and ask, can you help me do this? And I think what you said about the podcast, fantastic, because what you can do, of course, from the podcast is mention your book, seed your book, yeah. so that people might think, I love that topic. I'm going to buy um, the book. And that's a, a smaller investment than, say, your coaching or getting in there and helping them declutter. And it's a nice way to build that trust that someone might go, you know what, now I'm ready, let's get you in. So that that's great, yeah. great insights. You talk about a podcast about a topic that you're so passionate about that you can't imagine ever running out of content. You, We've already determined that you're passionate about that, but what are some ways that you come up with content? Because even though we can be compassionate, we can think, oh, what am I going to talk about or write about today? Yeah, I think that can be very common. Um, some great advice if you're thinking of podcasting on a topic is just to brainstorm. And if you can come up with kind of 20 different topics without really having to work too hard, that could be a great, um, uh, what's the word, like a great genre yes. for you to go into and a great topic for you to talk about. So we initially just started with Kirstie and I coming up with the topic ideas and very quickly we had our listener base requesting ideas. Yes. So now we probably do half-half. Some of them are listener requests and some of them are ones where like, oh, we really want to speak on this topic. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you've got an audience, ask them what they want to hear because a podcast is not about you telling people how much you know. It's about you adding value and helping them in their journey and for the experience that they want to have. Yes. So with your co-hosted podcast, obviously you've got you and your co-host, Kirsty. and do you ever have people come on to, to be interviewed by the two of you or you just keep it the two co-hosts? Mostly it's just the two of us yeah. um, but we have had a couple of guests. We had my husband come and talk about what it's like to live with a professional organiser. We just before Christmas interviewed our children yeah. um, to talk about what in the world is it like to have a mum as a professional organiser and what does what are the habits that they have? And they gave some really great advice for other kids on keeping their bedrooms tidy and things like that. Oh, and um, we have interviewed a few people on areas that we don't have the breadth of knowledge in. So mm. we had one of my clients come in and speak about decluttering around death because she had lost mum, dad and her husband within a short period of time. Wow. So if there's an area that we feel like we want to facilitate the conversation but don't have personal experience, we do look to bring people in for that. Yeah, I love the way what you've said. It's very much aligned with the topic and uh, content that you know that one of your listeners or a number of listeners may be struggling with. How far yeah. in advance do you plan out your content? 
So we record eight sessions at its eight podcasts at a time. So we're at least planned eight in advance. And so we're going into the studio in a couple of weeks and our job over this week is to actually plan those eight topics. So we're not planning a year in advance because we like to be able to shift and move. And we don't want to lock in topics and then have someone come up and say, how about this? And we go, oh, we can't fit that into September. We love the flexibility of saying, yep, we can do that in April. Yes. Uh, And what I'm hearing, and I'm just feeding this back so that people don't miss the golden nuggets in that, (laughs) there is um, an area of planning that you need to do, some pre-planning, but there is flexibility in that as well. Because I know for many business owners, very entrepreneurial creatives, they hate being locked down into plans. (laughs) But as an organiser, I'm sure you realise and speak into this, the more you have things planned out, uh, the easier it is and you're not scrambling, oh, we need to record eight podcasts tomorrow or something like that. Yeah. Planning makes it a lot easier for you, yes? Yes. Yeah, so what we have, Anne-Marie, is we have a list of probably, there's probably 40 topics on there at the moment that sit in a spreadsheet that are listener requests. So we write what the topic is and who's requested it. So when I say we plan eight weeks in advance, it's more about picking which of those topics mm. we're going to address in what order. But we always have a bank. If we needed to go into the studio and record six months' worth, we could. Um, so planning is not about being locked in. It's actually about flexibility because for us, by having 40 topics available, we are flexible to pick which of the next eight that we want to bring to our community. Yeah, love that. Right, we all know how much you love the art of decluttering and I have got something equally as good as the art of decluttering. It is Amy's book, Simply Organised. You get a couple of hours of Amy's dulcet tones talking to you as she explains to you all the goodness of how to simply get organized and declutter your home. Head over to Amazon and you can get the Kindle version or the audiobook there. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I remember we had a conversation like ages ago where all of a sudden you had started to realize that hang on a second this podcast is 
generating some really great results and you almost yeah. fell into it almost accidentally if I can Absolutely. put words in, in your mouth. No, we totally did. So you did all of the things right and sadly uh, a lot of podcasters don't and then they run out of steam and mm -hmm. uh, because they're not generating even any interest at all. So yeah. looking back, what were some of the key things that you did and then also from a co-hosted point of view, because, you know, there's nothing worse than starting and putting a lot of time and energy and getting something set up and then realizing, you know, the, the synergy that you thought might be there just isn't. So what are some of the key things that you think you put into place that has really made the difference in your podcast soaring? Well, Kirsty and I are very good friends. Like we're besties anyway. Um, we hadn't been before we started the podcast. We'd known each other for probably 20 years before we started the podcast. We'd grown up together. Our mums are besties, wow. but we lived in different states. So Facebook was the only way we'd kept in contact, but we'd each started our own professional organizing business. And Kirst came up with the idea to do a podcast. And she said, I really feel like this is the next step. Do you want to do this together? And I said, what's a podcast? I've never listened to one. <laughs> um, so she was all over that side of it. And, um, yeah, that's how we started. And it wasn't something that we wrote a business plan for. Yeah. It wasn't something that we had a growth strategy for. Um, so I can't, I can't give a formula that yeah. other people can use, except that we were passionate about it. Yes. We really nurtured those that we, um, that listened. Mm. So those that engage on our Facebook pages and leave iTunes reviews, we make sure we call out and speak to them in our podcast. I think one of the benefits of being a co-hosted podcast is it's much more conversational. Mm. And so people feel like they know you because they feel like they're sitting around having a, having yeah. a cup of tea with you. Yes. And for us, the connection between us is really, really key. And we nurture that and we have a great friendship and um, yeah, we make sure that that's in a good place because otherwise it would just be awkward in the studio. Yeah. And I think the fact that you had a prior relationship, even though that it, you know, it was virtual and let's face it, yeah. virtual or even in, in person, you can develop strong ties there. Um, open communication, all those sorts of things are just so yes. very important and having, um, expectations, but also very much knowing that it is combined. You know, and I think sometimes people can get egos in the way. And something else yeah. that I, I want to pick up, the fact that you both had um, similar businesses, and I'm sure if you yeah. were to map that out, you would have similar values, similar Absolutely. ideal clients. And so often when you look at two co-hosts that maybe the podcast didn't, um, you know, really work very well, and I've even kind of turned people off because their <laughs> ideal clients were different. Someone had been yes. in the business for far longer and therefore was offering different services at far different levels. Yeah. So that's all really very important. Yeah. Now you mentioned about engaging your audience and that's really important. You said you read out reviews, you talk about people from your social media channels. Did that always occur? And I must say, I think you're at you all will often speak to a market for your clients that are mothers. And I think mothers and millennials are what they call, I read this on um, the CEO Institute, they're called the, the entrepreneurial client. They're a new um, customer and they are far more engaged. They're always looking for inspiring information and they will share content. So did you yeah. find that right from the start people started listening or what were some of the things that you did to get your podcast out into the ears of your ideal client? Probably the thing, Anne-Marie, that um, 
triggered kind of that exponential growth for us is that we're invited onto the morning sunrise on the weekend. Um, so I think it's called Weekend Sunrise. Yeah. And we were invited onto that show quite early in our podcast. Um, and our numbers absolutely skyrocketed after that. Now, we didn't, uh, you know, approach them or send them a proposal. They just heard about it and yeah. found us and invited us on. Um, yeah, so I think that that kind of gave it that push mm. and then as people started to engage with us we decided well they feel like they're part of our community let's actually speak to them so you know this podcast was requested by here's an itunes review so we do an itunes or facebook review every episode yeah we have we, you know we talk about who's requested topics each time um, we've got a fantastic online community called the Art of Decluttering Community that's on Facebook. Yes. And that's a really, really great place for our listeners to come and hang out. Mm. So, and look, I think just by personality, Kirsten and I, people feel like they know us. I mean, I've had someone come up in a restaurant who recognized my voice <laughs> and was a podcast listener and wanted to, so you hang know, on a minute. Give me just a can you say that again with their eyes closed? <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, oh, this is the weirdest thing ever that someone, wow. obviously I was speaking too loud in the restaurant because they could hear me over everybody else. Um, but that's the kind of relationship we want to nurture. So that means that Kirsty and I are very vulnerable. You know, there's often tears on our podcast yeah. because we're sharing from our hearts. There's nothing held back. There's things we tell our podcast audience that we haven't told close friends mm. um, because that's who we are. That's not us putting on a show Yes. That's just us sharing our hearts for our listeners. And I think that comes across. I hope that comes yeah. across. You know, I think when you set that intention, um, your audience can can get, you know, gather yeah. that. And I think that's what so many, um, unfortunately, you know, the people who try and put on a mask, mm. people, we as consumers and listeners, we can pick that up. And I think that vulnerability and, and, you know, share insights into this. When you are vulnerable and you're honest and you don't put on any masks, that's when your audience will even share things yes. because of the fact that there's that empathy and that know, like and trust. Have you found that yep. as well? And I think particularly in our industry, there's a lot of shame around clutter and mm. we're really trying to break that. And part of breaking shame, as Brene Brown would say, is embracing vulnerability. Because yes. where vulnerability exists, shame can't. And that's part of what we do is we want people to know it's okay. Nobody has a perfect house. Kirsty and I are very, very forthright in saying our homes aren't perfect. Our, you know, nothing's perfect for us, but we're working on it. And we've found some really good systems that bring freedom. And I think by just helping people to know they're not alone and that it's okay to talk about this stuff. Yes. It's not taboo that we don't all run perfectly run houses. That's mm -hmm. not taboo. That's normal. But what we want to help people do is reduce the stress in that and reduce the overwhelm in that. Yeah. So I think the vulnerability does bring that um, that freedom that people want. Yeah, so, so true. So what what exciting things are in store for the Art of Decluttering podcast? Anything in, in the future? Any books that you're considering writing? What What's kind of on the horizon? All of the above. <laughs> We're about to um, record our 100th episode, oh, wow. which is very exciting. And at, um, we're on schedule to hit a million downloads by June. Amazing. So we want to have a big party for that because <laughs> we're just like, that is so more than we ever dreamed that yes. we would reach. Yes. 
We're talking about some live events um, to actually get to meet our listeners. We're talking about writing a book together. So many things we're dreaming about. Nothing's in concrete. Yeah. So keep your ears to the ground for the next step for us. Yeah, so, so exciting. I'm just so thrilled. Thank you so much for sharing um, your insights and and, uh, just your journey. And I can just, you know, through the energy that you're sharing today, can really see that, uh, you know, your listeners would love to connect with you because, as you said, you're bringing information that you are passionate about. Um, you're doing it from the from the heart. You really yes. are truly wanting to support people. And when you bring that authenticity, that vulnerability to your conversation, that's when people really feel, you know what, she gets me, she understands me, non-judgmental, and yes. who better then to, to get that support. Thanks again for coming on the show. Thanks, Anne-Marie. Thanks for joining us. If you've learned something awesome today, we'd love you to leave us a review on iTunes or Facebook so others can find our podcast too. Don't forget you can see the show notes in your podcast app or over at our website, artofdecluttering.com.au. So if there's anything you want more info on, check it out there. If you'd like to join our supporter community, you can do so over at patreon.com slash decluttering. We hope you have a great rest of your day and enjoy the freedom. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.